Hi. Before we start the show, let me tell you about Amicus. Amicus is a show about the rule of law, the law, and the nine Supreme Court justices who interpret it for the rest of America. Host Dahlia Lithwick takes a deep look at the U.S. justice system and our democracy, diving into topics like the impeachment process, voting rights, civil rights, and this term's blockbuster Supreme Court docket. Most recently, she went back to where one of the most influential legal careers in U.S. history began, Harvard Law School, September 1956. She talks to Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and her female classmates about how they influenced her then and now. Subscribe to Amicus wherever you listen. Hello, I'm Joanne Polk, guest host of Encyclopedia Womanica, and I'm delighted to introduce today's episode of Encyclopedia Womanica featuring composer Amy Beach. Amy Marcy Cheney Beach was a child prodigy at the piano who performed many public concerts as a child and a teenager. But she married Dr. Henry Harris Aubrey Beach when she was 18 and he was 42. And he forbade her from performing publicly except for two concerts a year with profits donated to charity. Dr. Beach believed that society women didn't perform on stage. So Amy composed and composed and composed. Amy Beach is the first American woman to write a symphony as well as other large-scale works, including her mass and her piano concerto. Beach was a trailblazer for women composers, and her music is, at times, poetic, virtuosic, passionate, fiery, intimate, and heartbreakingly beautiful. Now here is host Jenny Kaplan to tell you more about Amy Beach. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. All month, we're talking about musicians, women whose musical talents shaped history and the music industry. For me, summer always makes me think of classical music. I went to Interlochen Arts Camp for seven summers growing up, and I have incredibly fond memories of attending classical concerts each Sunday evening, performed by an orchestra of high school-aged campers. So I'm extra excited to introduce our musician of the day today. I'm ashamed to say that I didn't know much about her before putting this episode together. Today's musician was the first successful American woman composer of classical music. Her Gaelic symphony was the first symphony published by a woman in the US. She was a prodigy, an incredible pianist, and a musical genius. We're talking about Amy Beach. Amy Marcy Cheney was born on September 5, 1861, in Henniker, New Hampshire. Amy came from a prominent New England clan, and musical ambition ran in the family. Amy's mother, Clara Imogene Cheney, sang and played the piano. From an extremely young age, it was clear that Amy was a prodigy. By the time she turned one, Amy had memorized 40 songs. By the time she was three, she could read. By the following year, she was composing simple waltzes. At the ripe age of six years old, Amy began studying the piano in earnest with her mother, and a year later performed in a public recital. Around that time, Amy's family moved to Boston, where she continued her musical studies. Her first major concert, at just 16 years old, saw Amy performing at Boston's Music Hall, where she played Chopin's Rondo in E-flat. Two years later, in 1885, 
she played for the first time with the Boston Symphony Orchestra. That same year marked another milestone. Amy got married. She wed a surgeon named Henry Harris Aubrey Beach, who was 24 years her senior. Henry preferred that Amy stop doing so much performing. She heeded his request and instead focused on musical composition. Despite having just one year of formal training in composition, Amy found relatively quick success as a composer. In 1892, Amy's Mass in E-flat was performed by Boston's Handel and Haydn Society. That first success was followed by more, and Amy's fame grew across the country. She began to receive commissions for work. That same year, Amy wrote an aria that became the first composition by a woman to be played by the Symphony Society of New York. She also composed a piece called the Festival Jubilate for the 1893 World's Columbian Exposition in Chicago, and a piece called Song of Welcome for the 1898 Trans-Mississippi Exposition in Omaha, Nebraska. During this period, Amy was preparing to make musical history as she composed what would be the very first symphony written and performed by an American woman. On October 30, 1896, Amy premiered her Gaelic symphony in Boston to rave reviews. Though many critics spent significant time discussing how her existence as a woman related to the piece. Following the premiere of the Gaelic Symphony, Amy went on to compose a much-loved piano concerto in 1900 and a sonata for piano and violin that found particular acclaim in Europe. Famed composer and pianist Teresa Carreno, who performed the sonata for piano and violin, wrote to Amy afterwards and said, I assure you that I never had a greater pleasure in my life than the one I had in working out your beautiful sonata and having the good luck to bring it before the German public. In 1910, Amy's husband died. She had abided by his request that she not do much performing while he was alive, but after his death, she returned to the stage. Later that year, she traveled to Germany to perform, where she earned positive reviews for her playing and compositions. Amy returned stateside in 1914, she split her time between composing and performing in concerts. She also sought to help others who came after her. She was part of the Music Teachers National Association and was the first president and a founding member of the Society of American Women Composers. From 1921 on, Amy also called another kind of organization home. She became a fellow at the McDowell Colony, a community that had been founded a few decades prior by composer Edward McDowell and his wife, Marion. McDowell, which is still thriving today, was founded as a place where artists could come and work surrounded by other artists. The community recently voted to remove Colony from its name. According to its website, since its founding, it has provided crucial time and space for 8,000 artists. Amy clearly believed in the cause, and instructed that all royalties she earned after her death be donated to McDowell. Amy died on December 27, 1944. She was 77 years old. All month, we're talking about musicians. Tune in tomorrow to hear about another amazing trailblazer. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, subscribe to our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. And you can follow me directly on Twitter at Jenny M. Kaplan. 
Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. What do you think of when you hear the word STEM? You know, science, technology, engineering, and math? School? Lab coats? Numbers and formulas? Here's a new way to think about STEM. Let's say your middle school-aged daughter loves taking selfies. Well, that's STEM. Behind those cool pictures lies some pretty cool software engineering. Or maybe she's a roller coaster fanatic. Roller coasters wouldn't be fun or possible without mechanical engineering. Maybe she likes baking, that's chemistry. Or loves animal habitats, that's environmental science. Girls who experiment, get messy, fail, and try again are girls who grow up to develop new technologies, find new cures, and help make the world a better place. To find resources to keep your girl interested in STEM, check out She Can STEM. That's She Can STEM. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council.